Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. Y'all, this is officially our last episode of 2023. I cannot believe it. We've made it through a whole year together. It's been so incredible spending Sundays with y'all. And today we are kicking off the fourth week of Advent. We're going to talk about love. Hey guys, welcome back and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't know if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day or sometime the week after, but this is the fourth week of Advent, the final week of Advent, and we've made it to the day before Christmas, which is so exciting. Today we're going to talk about God's great love for us for sending His Son to save us. I'm going to read us a little blip. I use a different word every week. I, don't, I haven't found the right one yet. <laughs> I'm going to read us something. You could say, I'm going to read a little paragraph. I'm going to read a little paragraph about the fourth Sunday and the fourth candle of Advent. The fourth candle of Advent represents love, the ultimate love of God that he might send his only son for us. Called the angel's candle, the fourth candle is lit the Sunday before Christmas and its color is purple leading us to eagerly await the new kingdom on earth. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, we've talked about how the color purple, the liturgical color represents royalty. Mm -hmm. And so the only color that's different on our Advent candle wreath is the color for last week's, which is joy and it's pink. So all the other ones are symbolizing his royalty and the kingdom of God that we're awaiting here on mm-hmm. earth. I am so excited that tomorrow's Christmas. I don't know about you, Anna, but like since I decorated so early, which we <laughs> talked about, <laughs> it's just feeling like it's taking a long time. <laughs> I feel the opposite. I feel like this season has gone by so quickly, which happens every year. Um, but I am really excited for it to be Christmas. It's going to be so fun. It always is every year. And yeah, if you're just tuning in for the first time, just to recap the last three weeks, the first week we talked about hope. The second week we talked about peace. The third week we talked about joy. And now we get to talk about love, which is really sweet. It's cool that each week has a very simple word. Like they're words that we hear all the time, and yet they carry so much meaning. I love that. I know. I love it too. Just to jog your memory, um, hope, we talked about Mary and the angel. Peace, we talked about, it, it was called the Bethlehem candle, and then joy is called the shepherd's candle. We've, at this point, read the whole story, Yep. but at the end today, we're going to reread the whole thing, just sort of to tie it all together. But as we're walking into this week and talking about love, I wanted to bring up something that Anna and I were talking about earlier. Anna just brought up to me that she's making some cookies for her neighbors, which I think is so cute. And I was immediately like, wait, I'm doing that too. (laughs) And it's just a reminder that if you are at home and have less going on, maybe it'd be fun for you guys to make cookies and deliver them to your neighbors or do something to go out of your way to show God's love this time of year. One of the ways that we can show God's love for us is by reaching out to people around us when life is busy and it's like it doesn't seem like there's enough time to make cookies and write like a personalized note for your neighbor. But just taking the time to do that, I think, is going to be special. I'm going to 
get Jones involved and kind of just show him what it looks like to slow down and love people. So maybe you want to too. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I was like, I want to meet my neighbors. I'm going to bring them some cookies because it's important to know the people that live next to you. It really is. But if this is your first week tuning in, what we've been doing is we read a passage from the New Testament and then a passage from the Old Testament. So because we finished reading through what people would think of as the Christmas story. We're going to read a different passage from the New Testament. It's from the book of John. Um, And then we'll also read, like we've been doing, a passage from the Old Testament. And again, this just helps us see that the Bible's all connected and that it all points to Jesus and each promise is fulfilled in him. Um, So I'm going to start by reading the New Testament and then Emily will read our Old Testament verse. So the New Testament one is John 3.16. A very popular (laughs) verse that I'm sure a lot of people have heard, but it's beautiful and I hope that you can hear it with new ears. So John 3, 16. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. We've heard that verse, like Anna said, so many times, but to see how people in that day, people would have been shocked because the Jews are God's chosen people and for their whole lives they've been waiting for their Messiah and they've been believing that God's love is for them. Yeah. And Jesus came to say, yes, God's love is for you and you are his chosen people, but God's love is for everyone Yeah. and God wants to save everyone who believes in him. And so I just think that is... Yeah, again, just so encouraging for us because by believing in him, we can have eternal life. But Isaiah 54, 10, so this is going back to the Old Testament and the way that we see God in the Old Testament a lot of times is his wrath or his anger or things like that. And here's just a really cool moment where we see God's love portrayed in the Old Testament. This is from Isaiah. So it's, he's a prophet. This is a prophecy about how God will love his people. This is Isaiah fifty four ten, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. I love that. So I was listening to a John Mark Comer podcast we have lots of favorite pastors, yeah. but for me, I think that Tim Keller and John Mark Comer are my favorites right now. Um, but he was talking about Advent and saying that historically in church history, instead of what we think of today as Advent, which is preparing for the birth of Jesus, which is true and it's an element of it, but historically in the church, people would have been preparing for the second coming of Jesus. So celebrating his birth and hopefully anticipating when he'll come again. Hmm. And so I just, Anna and I were talking about this before we started recording, but I know that not everything is like rainbows and butterflies in everyone's life. And even though we have so much peace and hope and love and joy in Christ, we're still 
in this world and we're in the middle of experiencing lots of really difficult things. Even just in my Bible study, there are so many prayer requests out right now (laughs) of things that are just like sad and they're not going, you know, people are struggling. And even if you look like on a bigger picture right now, the world is in a really dark and sad place and people in the world are struggling. And so I just wanted to remind y'all that celebrating Advent isn't about glossing over the pain or glossing over the hard things or pretending like everything's perfect because Jesus was born. It's about celebrating the hope that we have in Jesus and kind of experiencing that waiting and that advent and that tension between now and when he comes again. But the coolest part is that we do, unlike the people before Jesus was born, we do know that God sent his son and that we have hope, peace, joy, love in him. And we're waiting for him to come again. And in the meantime, we are preparing the way. There was a quote that John Mark Comer read in this podcast that I really loved and I wanted to share with y'all. It's by Fleming Rutledge. She has a book on Advent and this is what it says. In a very real sense, the Christian community lives in Advent all the time. It can well be called the time between because the people of God live in the time between the first coming of Christ incognito in the stable in Bethlehem and his second coming in glory to judge the living and the dead. In the time between Our lives are hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then we also will appear with him in glory. And that's a direct quote from Colossians 3, 3 through 4. But the quote continues, Advent contains within itself the crucial balance of the now and the not yet that our faith requires. The disappointment, brokenness, suffering, and pain that characterize life in the present world is held in dynamic tension with the future glory that is yet to come. In that Advent tension, the church lives its life. So I just thought that that was important to say. Like, there are so many joyful things this season, and there are so many things that I have to celebrate in my life. And then also, there are some not so good things in my life. And I think that we can all say the exact same. So I just wanted to make sure that we didn't gloss over that in talking about Advent because of what that quote says. Like, it's part of being a Christian to live in that tension of the already, like you were saying, Anna already, but not yet. Yeah. Like he came already, but we're also still waiting for him to come again. And it is hard and confusing, but it's so true that like we have a hope in Jesus. Like we, all these words that we've talked about, hope, peace, joy, love, all of those things are things that our heart, desires and longs for and it's why it's so hard sometimes to be in a world where there is so much brokenness but all those words are also available to us in Jesus like he promises us perfect peace he promises us hope and joy and he promises to love us Um, and so what a gift that is to, to be able to dwell on that in this season you're right like we kind of it's easier to celebrate Advent and Jesus is coming again during this season. But I love what she said of like, we're kind of always in that season of waiting and longing for Jesus to come back. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's cool because we're reminded of it this time of year 
-hmm. But then to kind of bring that into our next year, that tension of recognizing that this world is still broken. But because Jesus was born, we have that hope in him and that access to God. And eventually, in his timing, he'll come and make everything perfect and trust him. One of the things that John Mark Comer said, too, is that fear is such a driving factor. And I was thinking about that kind of in contrast with love. When we think about love, obviously, we all really, really want to be loved. And the biggest fear is that that would be taken away. Or the biggest fear is that we're not going to be safe or that we're not going to be taken care of. And I love First John 4.18. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And I just think about today as we're walking into the week where we recognize God's perfect love for us and how really it's always been there. Yeah. (laughs) And he is so good to us. Why don't we just allow that perfect love to drive out our fear. Like, why don't we just choose trust? Openness to God Mm -hmm. is like part of what lets our fear go away. Right. So that's just a challenge that I'm extending to myself. I live in a lot of anxiety and fear. And I just want to remind anyone listening today that because God's love is perfect for us, if we choose to trust that, it can drive out or cast out fear. Yeah. To close us, I think that we should bring the story full circle. We've read it in bits and pieces, but I think it'd be really cool to read it all together. So we're going to be reading, this is from Luke 2, and it's verses 1 through 20. And like Emily said, we've we've read this in bits and pieces, but um, we just really hope that, especially for this last, it's going to take us like two minutes to read the whole thing. Um, you could put down whatever you're doing and just really sit and listen to this story. This podcast episode is coming out on Christmas Eve, which is so fun. And so maybe you're listening to that this on Christmas Eve. And even if you're not, and if you're listening to it two weeks after Christmas, like this story still applies to our lives today. And so take the time to sit and just meditate on these words and meditate on Jesus coming to earth. So I'm going to start in Luke 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Cornelius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in the manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen as it had been told them. I love it so much. It gives me the chills. No. <laughs> um, y'all, we love you. We just pray that you would be able to gather up these past four weeks and that you would bring that with you into the next year. We will be taking next week off, so there won't be a podcast episode from us, but tune back in the following week for our first episode of 2024. See ya. Bye.